Hello, and thank you for listening to Pursuing the Pinnacle. I'm your host, Andy Britton. Today, we're going to consider Stop Dating the Church. And so let's get started. Once again, I want to thank you for joining in to this podcast and listening and subscribing. And I hope and pray that the things that we have to say today and and each and every podcast will be of the utmost benefit for you. It was recently that I found a book by Joshua Harris, and that book was entitled Stop Dating the Church fall in love with God and his family. And in that book, Harris affirmed that there are many people who like to date the church, but who are unwilling to fall in love with and be committed to the church. And you know, as I thought about that comment he makes, I realized that he's right about that. Because how many people do we know who are believers, but they're not belongers? They believe in Jesus, but they don't want to be tied down by Jesus. They date the church. But they also want to remain independent and free of commitment and responsibility. Therefore, they never truly engage in the work of ministry. And so instead of seeing the church for all of its flaws and weaknesses, because if we're honest with ourselves, we know there's flaws and weaknesses in the church, not on the part of God or Jesus or the spirit, but on the part of the members that make up the church. You and I as Christians who are followers of Jesus, who are trying to do everything that we can in our lives to be more like Christ, we realize that In our backgrounds, in our upbringings, in our personalities, there's sometimes conflict between one another, and that brings about flaws and weaknesses within the body of Christ. And if I focus solely on those things, yeah, I'm not going to commit myself to it. I'm going to be disgusted by some of the things that take place, and I'm truly never going to take my commitment to Christ and my responsibility to his body seriously. Therefore, I will never engage in the work of ministry. And so instead of seeing the church for all of its flaws and its weaknesses, why not see it as the wisdom of God? We find this in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 9 through 11. The apostle Paul, by inspiration, pens these words for us, to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and the powers in heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In other words, it was before the beginning of the ages that God had this mystery, this idea of what the church was going to be in his mind. This church that you and I are members of, God had thought of long ago. He put a plan in place through his son to save mankind. And this was according to the eternal purpose that he accomplished through his son, Jesus Christ. What an amazing thought that is. And so how much easier is it for us to be in love with God and his family when we think of the church in the wisdom of God instead of in the flaws and the weaknesses of mankind? But not only in Ephesians chapter 3 do we find reason to think of the church differently, but also we find it in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 32, the, the beautiful bride of Christ as we read here gives us an illustration of what husband and wife relationships and marriage ought to be like. In verse 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. 
For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And so instead of focusing on the weaknesses and the flaws of the church, why not focus on the wisdom of God? Why not focus on the love that Christ has for the church? Committing ourselves to the church doesn't tie one down. Rather, it anchors us through the storms of life. But what about all of its flaws? What about the imperfections that arise and are present in the church? If we look at it from the perspective of God's wisdom and the love of Christ, then we understand that the flaws provide us an opportunity, an opportunity to love, to serve, to practice patience, to grow to be more like our Savior. Because our faith and our ability to grow to be more like Christ only grows in times when imperfect things are taking place. And so listen, don't allow yourself to use the excuse that the church is too messed up to commit to it. Jesus is the only one who has the right to disown or give up on the church, but he never has and he never will. Therefore, let me leave you with this challenge. There are many people who are fond of saying that we need to develop a heart for the poor or develop a heart for those who are lost in their sins. And yes, absolutely, I say amen to that. That is most certainly scriptural to seek such a heart in one's life. But may I also encourage you, that you seek a heart for the church. Seek a heart for the church, the family of God. Get involved, get committed, take on responsibility, invest yourself, engage in the work of ministry. After all, if Jesus loves the church, shouldn't we? Thank you for being a listener of this podcast. And until next time, may God keep you and protect you. God bless.